We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Network. My name is Jason Pett. I am not here with Ricky O'Donnell this time, as we usually are. Ricky is in Lake Tahoe. I think it was Lake Tahoe on a bit. Nice vacation. Hopefully he's enjoying that. Um, I'm going to bring in a guest here in a few minutes. Uh, my guy, Esfandiar Barahini um, from Forbes. He covers the Raptors. Um, pl- perfect timing. We've got Bulls-Raptors tomorrow night on TNT, national TV, and the Raptors traded Pascal Siakam to the Pacers today, so we'll have plenty to talk about with the trade, with the Bulls-Raptors matchup, with Bulls trade stuff as well, because there are obviously uh, plenty of rumors. Or, oh, actually, not really even that many rumors around the Bulls, but we like to think that they they should have rumors and all that kind of fun stuff. So plenty to talk about in this pod today. Uh, before I bring him in, uh, just kind of looking back at the last Bulls week. Uh, very eventful for them. Uh, the last time we potted, it was before uh, the Bulls-Warriors Jerry Krause or boo, the fans booing Jerry Krause on their ring of or Jerry Krause and his wife was in the building uh, booing him and kind of like moved her tears against the Warriors. That whole thing and the Ring of Honor night turned into a whole debacle. Ricky wrote a whole column about it at SBNation.com, just kind of like ripping the Bulls. Um, and it was just kind of a wild thing. Uh, Bulls fans have hated Jerry Krause for a long time. And like he got a pretty bad rap in the in the last dance and like. Uh, that probably played some into it, but I, I mean, it's been a long time. The, the Jerry Krause hate's gone for a long time. Um, still probably, probably you got to read the room. Not the best move to be booing. I mean, I, I, the fans probably might not have known that Elmo Krause was in the uh, the arena that night. So like they like announced Jerry, they start booing and they show her and she's just like in tears. And just like, it's like the worst look you could like ever imagine on this night where you're supposed to be honoring like your greats. And if, let me also remind everybody, Michael Jordan, not there, Scotty Pippen, not there, Dennis Rodman, not there. I know like Michael and Dennis both sent video messages. Uh, I think Dennis tried to get there, but uh, I think they said like this, the weather because the weather was brutal. Wasn't able to get there. MJ, who knows, you know, like there's the whole MJ Scotty beef, uh, MJ, 
Reinsdorf beef going back. We saw all that in the last dance too. And, uh, and honestly, like a lot of, a lot of this kind of goes back to Jerry Reinsdorf, like a lot of the issues here, the Krause stuff, like it honestly goes to the top. And like, we've, as Bulls fans, we've complained about Jerry Reinsdorf for a long time. And like, if you want to point the hate somewhere, it should be probably be Jerry Reinsdorf, not Jerry Krause, like Jerry Krause for all his issues. And like, we know Michael, and him did not get along and he had his problems. He thought very highly of himself, like, and he was kind of insecure, but like, I mean, he had a reason to think highly of himself. He put together a dynasty. Like he made great moves draft, getting Scotty and Horace Grant, um, putting those teams together, getting Dennis Robin. Uh, again, it ended badly. Um, and the way it ended did not reflect that well on him, but ultimately again, Ryan Zorf is probably the guy they sh- they, <laughs> that they should have been targeting, but it was a very unfortunate night because not only did that all happen, I was kind of, it was almost like karma happened that game because the Bulls played an awesome first half, 75 points in the first half, uh, raining threes. And then like that happens at halftime and the Warriors outscored them like 48 to 20 in the third quarter, just absolutely blow the doors off them. And the Warriors end up holding on. That's a Warriors team. That's a goddamn mess right now. Like, I think that's one of the only games they've won, uh, in like the last week or so, like they come out after that game and they like lost to the zombie Grizzlies in ridiculous fashion. Um, so like just a brutal night for the Bulls <laughs> that night with the Ring of Honor debacle losing to the Warriors. Um, then they almost lost to the Spurs the next night. They were up big, blew it. We're down eight in the fourth quarter. They come back, they win that game. Uh, whatever you beat the Spurs without Wemby, congratulations. Like the, it's I feel like the Bulls and <laughs> the Bulls have played the Spurs and Hornets like a million times in the last like month or so. Literally, they're six and zero against those two teams. Uh, like since Zach, that when Zach first went down, it's like that's helped them kind of get back into the standings. But you barely win that game. Last game they've played before uh, they play the Raptors tomorrow was against the Cavs, and they basically got their ass beat most of the night. They did come back from like a 21 point deficit and took the lead momentarily in the fourth quarter and then just got smoked down the stretch. We saw them use a Nikola Vucevic, Andre Drummond lineup multiple times. The first time it worked and that helped that helped them get back in the game in the third quarter. Uh, and then the, they tried it again in the fourth and the Cavs started making actually making the threes against the two big lineup. And that was basically the game. Uh, the Bulls have gotten smoked. The Cavs who beat the Bucks uh, by like 40 tonight. Uh, I know Giannis yeah. wasn't playing, but like the Cavs have been balling without Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. Like I think there's like 11 and three now and then one like five or six in a row. Like they've been playing really well and they they've smoked the Bulls twice without those two guys. And I think one of those also was without Mitchell. So Cavs are playing really well. Uh, so now the Bulls are sitting at night. I believe it's 19 and 23. Uh, they're in the nine spot. They're kind of, I wouldn't say comfortably in the nine spot, but uh, like the Nets have been falling apart. The Hawks did beat the Magic tonight. Uh, the Raptors, um, Raptors, I feel like they've been playing better since they traded OJ Adenobi, but they haven't been able to get many wins. They had that Lakers game where they got screwed and they played the yeah. Clippers tough and lost that one. Uh, they beat the Heat tonight by, they blew them out basically from the very start. But Bulls, 19 to 23, they're a game ahead of the Hawks now, game and a half ahead of the Nets, and they are, looks at two and a half games ahead of the Raptors. So still kind of. Uh, we'll see if those these kind of four teams battle for these like nine, the nine and ten spots. The Magic have kind of fallen back to the pack. Um, they are now 22 and 19. So the Bulls are three and a half games behind them. The Bulls have lost to them twice uh, and they're four games back in the loss column. So right now it does seem like Bulls kind of in that in that nine spot. They're feeling probably pretty good about themselves there. But uh, again, the Hawks, Nets, Raptors. We'll kind of see how that all plays out in the, the game tomorrow. will have an impact on these standings. Um so yeah, that's kind of been the the Bulls last week. So let's bring in S here. How are you doing, man? Thank you for joining me. Um, big yeah. day for you with the Raptors <laughs> finally trading Pascal Siakam after they traded OG a couple weeks ago. 
so we'll start we'll start right away with the trade. Just like um how you feeling after this trade? Is is it relief? Like uh, cuz I know there's just like this has been going on for so long the rumors around Siakam and they finally traded o- OG. Now like through the reports that have been coming I, I read the I think it was Michael Grange had a nice column big column today talking about just like where it all went wrong with Siakam and it was clearly it was heading towards a divorce. It was going to happen at some time. We got the report last night about this, these paper, Pacers talks, and it seemed like it was only a matter of time before the trade was going to happen. It happens for, what is it, uh, Bruce Brown, I think Jordan Wara, three first-round picks, uh, and the, the Pelicans got involved as well with Kira Lewis. So, yeah, first of all, welcome again, and thank you for joining me. How are you feeling about this trade finally going down? Well, first of all, kudos to you for talking for that long individually. <laughs> that is impressive stuff, my friend. Well, that thank is you. Impre- um, second, yes, it's been a crazy day. It's been a wild day. Uh, I I was in and out of meetings when I found out that Pascal was going to get traded. And so, you know, you're sort of scrambling to figure out what you're going to do with your coverage and everything like that. But also just from a, a an emotional state, right? Because... Pascal has been with this franchise for his entire career. He has he's in the record books for a lot of these different records, you know, top 5 in points, top 5 in assists, like most records for whatever the Raptors have probably have Pascal Siakam in there. Um and so emotional, you know. Um NBA champion, most improved player, one of the coolest developmental stories in the recent history of the NBA. Um probably sort of the benchmark for what the Raptors tried to do with their six, nine vision. Like that was the guy that they tried to emulate. I remember Messiah Jury even had a quote who said, if I could have five Pascal Siakams, I would. Um, and so, you know, it's just, it's tough to see that part, right? It's sort of like falling on your own sword, if you will, whatever. Um, just seeing that they have inevitably had to trade him, but on the trade itself, I would say pretty underwhelming. Um, I think, you know, it was a given that they they weren't going to get the the right price, the dollar for dollar price when it comes to Pascal Siakam. Um, I I still think there was more left there to potentially try to garner, like not getting any type of prospect that could be interesting is sort of the the tough part of this situation. The picks we could talk about, whatever. Bruce Brown being a trade trip trade chip that you can maybe flip. Also, like we can talk about, but the fact that it was Jordan Nawara and Kyra Lewis who maybe can turn into players, who knows? I have no idea, but they're not someone that you get excited about, right? You're not getting excited like you would for an Andrew Nembard or a, or a Ben Mather and James Walker or something. Yeah, yeah right? Um, and I think that's part of the underwhelming aspect of it. Yeah, you do get three first. They do have a lot of flexibility now going into the summer, but it's also a pretty depressing day because you say <laughs> goodbye to a franchise player, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And just like, I know like I've made fun of them. I've it's like a running, just making fun of the Raptors. Like with, I mean, it's going to go going back to last year. We just heard like all the rumors about them, like with OG, with Van Vliet, with Siakam. And like, I'm almost just kind of actually shocked that Masai actually, he did it. He traded OG, he traded yeah. Siakam, like the six, nine, whatever the all wings vision they they're finally moving on from it. They got Scotty Barnes, and Scotty Barnes has been awesome. Developed his development, developing into an all star level player this year, um, and you're, and he's and he made the moves. And like I think a lot of Bulls fans right now are like, I I would love to see AK like start to whatever shift gears. They, the Bulls do not have a actually I don't want to say they don't because Kobe White is like he's probably not Scotty Barnes, but like Kobe White's 
starting to develop is developing into a a young guy who's actually like worth building around uh and that i think a lot of bulls fans would like want to see them make some trades and like actually start like just shifting towards the future like masai finally has done it um and he's gotten or i know like again like and there were all the jokes about whatever turning down four whatever it was four first round picks for og and like and you're talking about like this feels kind of underwhelming for siakam like if they would have moved him last year you probably get a decent amount more, like waiting too long, and and that's something I kind of am concerned about. As and it's we're kind of seeing it play out with Zach Levine right now. Like, there's no market for Zach Levine. Like the Bulls have, might have they paid him the big contract, and have they waited too long now to like kind of shift off this team that's mediocre? Um, and I think I think a lot of people are primed if they do trade Zach Levine, it's going to be an underwhelming return. So like, um, so I think I, we, pretty soon here, I might be kind of sitting in the same spot as you. Like, Zach's not an NBA <laughs> champion, but, like, he's been with... It's kind of crazy to think that Zach has been with the Bulls for so long, and they've never really won anything. But, like, he's been with the Bulls since they traded... He was part of the Jimmy Butler trade in 2017. Yeah. So, like, if they do trade Zach, like, it'll be kind of a bummer that it just, like, never really worked out. But it'll probably be pretty underwhelming. Uh, probably probably way worse than the Siakam deal that just happened today. So it'll be interesting to see. We'll talk a bit, a bit more about that um in a bit a bit later talk about the bulls and kind of their situation but uh after the trade trip post trade bump here with uh the raptors just absolutely demolished the heat tonight just kind of a crazy game they sh- they made how many i have pulling out the box right now and they, they made like what 13 or 14 threes in like the first half they were up i yeah, think 35 the first yeah, yeah was, they were up 35 was, at half and that it got a, it started to get a little dicey there. I know the start of the third quarter wasn't very good, but ended up winning by 24, convincing win, uh, just all across the board. RJ Barrett, really big game. Gary Trent Jr., Scotty Barnes, solid game, quickly, solid game. And so just a really 20, they end up, end up hitting 23s. He couldn't hit anything. So really just dominant performance with the old post trade bump. Um, so looking at some, I mean, some of the guys, I mean, with, especially with like RJ and quickly, since they've been with the team a little bit now and uh, with tonight's game, with this nice win after the Siakam trade, just kind of, how are you feeling about the Raptors moving forward with, with, with RJ, the Canadian and with quickly who I know Knicks fans loved quickly. I feel like they did not like getting rid of quickly, but I think they kind of saw the writing on the wall because just Tibbs just would not play him as much as they wanted him to. Uh, and the Raptors get a really, they needed a, a point guard. They get a really nice young piece moving forward. So how, how did you so feel about the OG trade and kind of working in tandem here with the Siakam trade and the pieces they, they've gotten moving forward and how this team is going to look moving forward, building around Scotty Barnes? Yeah, it's the, the OG trade is always fascinating to me because uh, I was pretty surprised that they moved OG in general. Uh, you know, he fit much better next to Scotty Barnes moving forward, like long-term piece age makes more sense next to Scotty too. You think they could develop a little bit of a chemistry. They also killed the minutes when they played together on the floor. So it was kind of puzzling to see that happen, but when you can add IQ, um, and maybe take a swing on RJ Barrett, I think that's good value for a guy who you're not sure you can resign this summer. So with that being said, you add a guy like Emmanuel quickly, who is this like really dynamic guard, both off of the ball. He can pair really well with Scotty because of that, you know, he had, I believe he had nine assists tonight. He's working on the on ball creation aspect of his game, making these passes, getting downhill. Um, I think he did, he had some really nice like jump passes tonight too. So he drew the help and then he would swing it to the corner and like, that's, advantage type stuff that we just didn't see um so so for the most part quickly has been awesome and i actually really think that 
we haven't even scratched the surface for what the potential is with him and Scotty and what they can do and the tandem that they have. They have to de- de- develop like develop any kind of chemistry because there just hasn't been much. Uh, when it comes to RJ, it's been phenomenal, like incredible to start. And I don't know what to make of any of it. <laughs> I, I, I wrote about it in Forbes. And even after I finished the article, the conclusion I came to was like, it's too early. I don't know. Like we have to see more because it's been an incredible honeymoon period. Like he had 26 points tonight. He is finishing at the rim at an alarming rate. Like he's shooting better at the rim. I think 20% better at the rim than he was in New York just last month, which is, it doesn't even make sense. So part of it is that he's just doing better confidence. I think the Raptors are putting him in better positions to succeed. Like they're getting him to catch the ball on the go so he has momentum more often getting downhill and he has a little bit more speed to get downhill finish he's great at kind of creating contact and getting to the free throw line those are things that he's already really good at the playmaking the defensive side of the ball he's been good so far and you wonder how long that's going to stick because that seems like the swing factor for rj and what he feels like he'll be with this you know sort of core around scotty barnes and 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 iq yeah, I know with RJ, like Knicks fans, it seemed like very polarizing. Like if he would go through these like stretches, we're like, oh, my God, like this is why he was the whatever the number three pick. And then like I think he started this year pretty well. And then he was just like a total like bomb and it was just not not working out. And uh, but now, yeah, I'm looking at some of these box scores and like the 37 point game against the Warriors. And the next night, I know they the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers Clippers games, both games, really nice games, 10 of 13 from the field, 23, 10 and five against the Lakers, 24, five and four, 10 of 16 against the Clippers the next night. Like he's uh, had like one dud in this jazz game where the jazz are just have turned into an absolute monster team out of nowhere. But uh, like all these other games, like the Celtics game, a tough loss, but 24, nine and four, 11 of 19. So yeah, just like really impressive across the board there. But yeah, the thing with him is like, has, can he sustain it? Will he keep it going? So I feel like the, I need to see more of it. Am I, I'm not totally sure yet. Seems like the right uh, play there. Uh, again, bringing it to like to the Bulls, like that's kind of like what we've been thinking with that like, Kobe White. Like he like all of a sudden started playing great when Zach went out. And it's like, well, like we've seen Kobe like have these stretches before, but like, mm-hmm. can he actually do it for a long time? And like he basically he has. And it's like maybe just Kobe White is this guy guy is this right. guy now. So like is RJ Bar- Barrett just this guy now? We'll have to see. We'll have to wait and yeah. see. Obviously, need I, I want to see. I want to see, yeah. see a season. I want to see right. right like a couple seasons because you know like. There have been really good stretches of R.J. Barrett basketball in New York, right? Yeah. Like he's had 20 games where it's re- he's really good. He's yep. had even like tail end of the seasons. He was good in the playoffs last year for them. But you, it's just you want to see it more consistently. And I think that's it when it comes to R.J. You just want to see how it looks. How it's all supposed to fit around Scotty is really intriguing because part of it is he has to figure out what he wants to be too in this league. Like his playmaking is going to pop. He's obviously improved as a shooter so far this season. Uh, He's great at getting to like not getting to the rim, but he's great at finishing at the rim and just being this dominant post presence, how he's going to evolve himself and like get to the point where he is a guy who's leading the franchise. That's something I'm also curious in. I I believe in it because like you said earlier, like he's turning into an all star, maybe one day will become an all NBA player. It's just curious to see or, or at least I'm interested to see what the future final version of Scotty is. And what really works well with him. I think there's a world in which IQ makes sense. I think there's a world in which RJ makes sense. It's just that you got to see how that final product with Scotty will also look. Yeah, absolutely. So 
in that vein, just like where do you see them making any other moves before the deadline here? They've obviously gotten the two big things out of the way. Like I know Gary Trent, I believe, is going to be a free agent, right? Like, yeah. is he going to get moved? Do you think too? Are they going to make? Do you think they have anything else? Or are they they're kind of just going to? Oh, I guess they could flip Bruce Brown, um, and like he's probably pretty valuable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anything else? Yeah, it's kind of on your mind here for the rest of the heading leading up to the deadline for this team. Well, they, they, they either need to waive someone or they need to make a trade. Um, and so we'll see, like, I I'm kind of interested to see where they sit on the Bruce Brown stuff. Yeah, like if they believe, same. if they believe he's a guy they're going to stick with, you know, and maybe he's got what a two year deal with the Pacers. He signed, is it a player or a team? I can't yeah, remember so his a, contract. Yeah. There's a team option okay. in the summer for $22 million yeah. and that's a lot of money. It is. <laughs> so that's a good chunk of change, but there's there's a world in which maybe they decide to keep him. Um and I'm I'm sort of coming to that realization now, but I could see that they they trade him. I mean, he's a really valuable player. Yep. A, a contender would love to have a guy like that and 22 million dollars isn't too much to get to in terms of salary. Like that's two yeah. MLE guys that you could stack together to potentially go out and get a guy like Bruce Brown. You add maybe a first round pick, maybe maybe the Raptors can sneak in a prospect instead of a pick. And hey, you're looking at, you know, to a lesser degree, what the Drew Holiday trade was, you know what I mean? Where you can kind of have this Russian, Russian nesting doll type of situation where you just keep getting different assets, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I think Bruce Brown is the one interesting thing. They have to kind of clear a roster spot yeah. regardless. Maybe Gary Trent Jr. Chris Boucher is another guy that kind of jumps jumps out because he might be able to help a contender there are some contenders out there that need that big man like roaming presence i could see the kings doing something the thunder doing something for chris boucher yeah those are the guys that kind of come to mind right now we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. 
trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Maybe the the Knicks and Raptors will just make another trade. Send Bruce Brown for Fournier, and they got all their, all those picks. And like that's like Bruce Brown seems like another Tibbs guy, and they can just go all in on defense. Yeah. And like that'd be great. And that's so, the salary so kind of works there. The thing that jumped out to me immediately was Bruce Brown, Evan Fournier, Quentin Grimes. Yeah. Call it a day. Yeah. I don't even need a pick. Don't, there you go. I don't need a pick. I don't need anything. Just give it me works. Grimes. We're all good. <laughs> yeah. It works. Uh, as as a Bulls guy, like me and the. Bulls guys I talked to in our like DMs like we've been talking about looking at the Knicks like could they trade for Zach and like Evan yeah. Fournier Quentin Grimes and then like I would also like make some draft capital there but like would they do that I don't know like but uh yeah that yeah that kind of that would be hilarious Knicks go all in on the Tibbs team uh just grind it out games I know OG's been awesome I know for them so far like his plus minus I think it's like the best Insane. in the league since that yeah. trade it's been unbelievable and just keep double down on that even more uh, but it'd be really funny. But yeah, so so I guess looking ahead towards I mean, we got the Bulls game tomorrow and it's kind of the rest of the year. We talk about the trade deadline. Like, what do you think? I just your general thought, like, where do you think the Raptors will be at the end of the season? Like, do you think they'll come back and get into the play in race? Uh, like, how do you how are you feeling about it? Do you care? Like, would you rather? <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's just like you care more about how the team is going to be built around yeah, Scotty at yeah. this point. But like, do you want them to make the, what, what's their draft pick situation? Do they have, so their they, pick? they have, uh, they have the pick out the door to San Antonio, right? And it's top six oh, protected yeah. right now. They're on the border of that. So if they, if the season were to end tomorrow, they could either keep their pick and it would be the sixth pick or it would be the seventh pick and it would be San Antonio's. So they are in dangerous, dangerous <laughs> territory. <laughs> Um, now to be fair, people say like this draft class is not, yeah, good. Stinks. <laughs> it's, not it's, it's not the best and all that stuff. So maybe you kind of get away with it here. Uh, and they also have added two first round picks right. this year yep. right? but through the Indiana trade. Yep. So maybe you can be like, okay, cool. It's all good. We just yeah. move back in the, in the draft for the most part though, I think there's a world in which maybe they bottom out, but can they bottom out enough? Because you look at the bottom of the NBA, oh, this, especially this season. <laughs> the five worst. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> Very bad. And then and then you have the Grizzlies who like are decimated by injuries yep. and probably will be very hard to catch too. Yep. So I just don't see a world in which they realistically get into the top six. Yeah. Uh, and so they probably let the pick convey and they kind of move on from there. Do they make a play-in spot? It, that mostly depends on what Atlanta and Brooklyn do. And also sort of what the Raptors do. So if they move Bruce Brown, if they decide to move Gary Trent Jr., if they decide to move, you know, Chris Boucher, there's a world in which they do that. I just, I feel like they are very reluctant to completely pull the plug on this thing yeah. and do it like. And like do. when you have Scotty and IQ and like Bear, like they'll probably be good enough. To, they'll get enough wins with those guys just like yeah. playing well enough, I feel like. And like that's kind of what the Bulls are like. The Bulls are, they've been playing better lately, but they're still like clearly not that good. But like, these other teams are so bad below them, uh, the bad, bad teams. And then there's the morass with the Raptors, the Hawks, the Nets, and the Bulls. And it's like, with the guys they have, like, they're good. They're going to get enough wins. Gonna, I met 6-0 and against the Spurs and Hornets, like, in the last month. Like, they'll get enough wins. So yeah, there's, like, no point to, like, bottom out. So, like, uh, that, yeah, that makes sense. So, like, um, <laughs> we're going to get another Bulls-Raptors It's, Bulls it's Raptors kind of, it's kind of weird. I'm looking at, yeah, we are going to get another. <laughs> our, by our luck, we are going to get a Bulls-Raptors. Do you remember the first? Bulls Raptors game of the season, the Alex Caruso game oh, yeah. winner, 
seven what was that 18 points 17 points down in like three minutes like yeah i think i, tr- I, think yeah. I turned that game off i was like oh, this like, <laughs> that game was so weird just in general because i think it, it was, was they went back and forth like the teams yeah. could not score it went from like i think raptors were up like 15 or 20 then the bulls came back and they went up like 15 right. or 20 and then the raptors came back and they're up whatever almost 20 with like three or four minutes ago i'm like all right this game's fucking over like the bull terrible bulls game and then they go in overtime and they win and i was like oh my god and yeah caruso like had multiple steals i think yeah. i think at the game winning three-pointer uh just alex caruso doing alex caruso things the but bulls classic bull, stupid bulls raptors games, game yeah. just like the play-in game with the dr raptors that. game was weird they the, the raptors blew them out but then you had yep. that demar situation where he got ejected in the game yes. and had to like every single raptors bulls game <laughs> is strange and bizarre in its own way yeah um and it i can't wait until we meet in the play-in again i'm just <laughs> looking at the standings so Brooklyn is 16 and 23 and they've been stinking bad. <laughs> they've been terrible. And yeah. like they they're worse than the Raptors. I guarantee that they will they will drop back. Uh 17 and 23 is Atlanta. And I'm kind of curious to see where Atlanta falls in this situation cuz they are looking like they're sellers. Might move DeJounte Murray, might move uh Clint Capella and DeAndre Hunter and whatnot. So if they decide to pull the plug and then now you're looking at well we fell into the playing game, yeah. you know, against the Bulls or whatever. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, maybe this year we'll have like nine, ten. Bulls will be nine. Raptors right. will be ten, and the game will be at the United Center this time. And Dr. Won't, Dr. won't have to actually travel. We'll have, for this one. We'll have Nav Batia at courtside <laughs> at, at United Center just to just to switch up the vibes. You know, just to yeah. have, oh God. So I guess let's talk about the Bulls now a bit and kind of their situation. Um, as I've mentioned, like they they got off the five and fourteen start. We were all like, all right, time to blow these guys up. Zach Levine wants to be traded. Uh, he's m- mailing it in this season. Then he gets hurt again. They they, they dropped a five and fourteen. The last the they played in the play in tournament or play in tournament in season tournament game. They lose by like thirty. We had the Celtics doing hack and Andre Drummond in the fourth quarter to, to maintain their point differential. Like like the Bulls were a clown show. They were a joke. Zach wants out, and then he's hurt. They're five and fourteen. Let's blow it up. Uh, and then like the next night, they beat the Bucks without Zach and without Demar. Russo with a t- game tying three pointer. Uh, they go to overtime and they win. And it's like, what the hell is this? Like, all right, fluke game. But then they start like they beat the Sixers with, with Embiid on the road. They they start winning some games. They had some other nice wins. All of a sudden, Kobe White's playing like an all-star. And they've kind of kind of got back into it. And they've kind of been meandering about like the last month or so. Uh, I think they're six and six. They blew up. They blew the Lakers out like three weeks ago. Uh, and I think they got to four games under. I was like, oh, like maybe this Bulls team, like with Kobe White playing like this, like, Oh, maybe they're legit now. And that was when they still didn't have Zach. Uh, but they, again, they've kind of fallen back down to earth a bit. Zach is back, but he's been okay. Um, and they got, again, they got smoked by the Cavs the other night. Uh, and they're still four games under. So they've, again, they've basically been treading water for the last like three, four weeks since they right. went on that hot stretch. They're in the nine spot right now, 19 and 23. And, and it's like, all right, where do they go? Again, kind of similar to the Raptors where they've been kind of just mired in mediocrity for a few years. So like, are they going to make a move? or moves what direction are they going in the zach stuff is very frustrating because again it seems like there's no market there's just like nothing every report's out there barren barren trade market the dave mcmenamin on espn today before this game against the maps was like oh like zach levine is named that has been tossed around for the lakers and he's like that's not happening like i've heard that's not gonna happen so it's like that's like the that was the assumption like oh he's gonna end up in la he's a clutch guy but like it seems like now they've kind of pivoted more possibly towards Deshante murray as like their target because yeah. they want a two-way guy murray's just cheaper in general in terms of salary 
Um, so like, seems like that might happen and, so, and we'll see if the Lakers will trade Austin Reeves or not, if they even need to do that. But, um, so like yeah. if the Lakers, if it's not the Lakers, uh, like where, like there, it's still, there's not, not many other teams that seem to be interested in Zach Levine. So I'm curious as an outsider, not a Bulls guy, what are, where are you on Zach Levine as a player? Uh, just kind of what he is in the NBA. Like, are you as down on him as it seems like this trade market is, are there any teams that you think would make sense for him as a trade? Um, because right now it's just really frustrating. It's like it seems like he wants to be out. He's come back again. He's been fine. I wouldn't say he's been great. He did help them win a game in OT against the Rockets, but like uh, he's been okay. And like that's about it. And I, I think he still probably wants out. I mean, he told the front office before, but he got hurt. Like you know, I'd be, love a new spot. He's been here for seven or eight years now. He's won one playoff game. So like uh, he's been really good in the past. He he basically almost single handedly beat him and Dr. Were the ones that beat the Raptors in that play in yeah. game last year. Like <laughs> Dr. So, yeah. So <laughs> where are you on Zach Levine right now? Because it's just like it seems like the whole league is like totally down. Yeah, it's kind of weird, man. I, I okay. I will say, admittedly, I'm not the highest on Zach Levine, but maybe compared to the entire league, I'm probably a little bit higher on Zach Levine. Uh, I think he's still a valuable player. I still think he can be a really good sec- maybe third or second option on a team. Uh, it really depends on fit with him and buy-in. Uh, he seems like a guy, specifically a star, that maybe given a new environment will have a little bit more life to him. It feels like just the the context of Chicago, maybe being there for so long, sometimes you need a change, right? right? Yeah. And and maybe he just needs a new spot to go to. I I would be interested to see Sacramento, I guess, you know, kind of kick the tires on Levine. And I know there's been the Barnes and Herder plus stuff deal yeah. that they've been trying to package together. Maybe that's what you go for. Uh, I don't think the Knicks would be interested. You mentioned the Lakers that I don't think they'd be interested in either. Maybe Miami. Miami's I've always loved the team. idea of Miami. I don't yeah. think they'd give up much, but like I've always loved the idea of him playing next to Jimmy. They could mm-hmm. definitely use a bit more juice offensively. Like even with Hero back, like they still just like don't. I feel like just don't have enough offensively. I know like they obviously went to the finals last year and they they always turn it on and come playoff time. But like I feel like with Jimmy continuing to get older, they need another guy with offensive juice. Yeah. And like I've always what loved the idea like, of it. What if it what if it was like Kyle plus a bunch of picks? And like maybe one of the litany, and you're not like, getting Hame Hakez. No, not, uh, yeah. maybe I made. I'm a guy. Earlier this year, earlier this year, I was like, I was making fun of that so much. Like, oh, like Heat fans were like, oh, we're not doing that. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, Hame Hakez <laughs> is untouchable to you. And then like literally like the next night, he just freaking destroyed the Bulls. And like, and he's been awesome like ever since. I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, that yeah. he's he's not included. But if it was like Lowry and like whatever, like maybe Jovich. Jovic, uh, and like yeah, a couple, like yeah. whatever they have some first, like, I mean, at this point, like I will take anything that gets like some decent draft capital and like one decent young guy. And like yeah. Lowry would be some, I think he'd be expiring salary. And I think the bulls would probably like some, and he would, I mean, he would help because it does see the bulls for what everything that's out there is they want to trade Zach while trying to like stay in the mix this year. Like, yeah. It doesn't seem like we can talk about this in a little bit, but it seems like they want guys that could help, but maybe expiring salary because uh, they do have Patrick Williams coming up as a free agent. Like we'll see if they bring back to Mar. Uh, they might have some luxury tax concerns. So like if they get expiring salary that can like help this year, but then like not be worried about it next year that, and they get some draft capital. I think they'd probably be happy with that. So like Miami could, I think is an interesting partner. If they do do that. I know like, I don't know if they're waiting. They, I know they've been rumored as like a Mitchell destination. Mitchell's not going anywhere this year. The Cavs are playing no. really well. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to make that decision yet. So like 
maybe they turn their attention to Zach as we get closer to the deadline. I don't know. I've, I've always liked the idea of it. Just like a matter of like working it out with Riley and what you can kind of pull out the of it. The other thing is Detroit, by the way. Oh, the yeah. I, Detroit, oh, yeah. I, I love the idea of Jay and Ivy. Jay and Ivy had an awesome game tonight. Now that he's they that that's the uh, whoever the other people who work with the Pistons have told Monty Williams, hey, maybe Jaden Ivey should play on the ball more. Like he's looking a bit more comfortable, and he, he had 32 points tonight against best defense in the NBA. Uh, really big performance, and he's looked kind of just better in general. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to showcase him for a trade. I don't know if they feel the K Jaden Ivey thing will work. Uh, since he's been playing better lately, now I don't know if they would actually include Jaden Ivey given the, the Levine's market like that's definitely one of, like when they were going so bad like maybe the Pistons will be desperate enough to like do Jaden Ivey and salary filler for Zach like done I'm in like whatever like you get a prime prospect like that I'll absolutely take that would they actually do it well are they desperate enough I mean they're four and whatever 38 maybe they still would be like I don't think Zach is moving the needle that much but like I would love for them to do that like you get Jaden Ivey and a Zach trade like I'm it done <laughs> Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, I would be surprised if Detroit from their perspective, like, I I don't know. I, I really, with Levine, it's interesting because, okay, so we just had the Siakam trade. Yeah. And Siakam, the trade was underwhelming. We just talked about it. The fact that, like, you got three picks, three firsts, but they're not really all okay that great first. first. Yeah. They're okay first. You get expiring salary. Maybe you can flip Bruce Brown for some other stuff. But for the most part, Bruce Brown is expiring salary to you, right? Um, it, like something like that, but lesser for Levine, I could see a world in which yeah. that works. And if the bulls are able to get expiring salary, we talked about Lowry, who is expiring, I believe, yeah. um, you know, get Lowry, who's an expiring salary, get a couple of picks in there, maybe a youngish guy that the heat don't really want anymore and Yovich or whatever. I'm not sure, but like the world, I don't know. I think there's something there to Miami that might be more difficult in Detroit because would Detroit give up picks? Would that even be a responsible thing to do? Probably like not. That? You know, so I don't know. I, don't I think you'd have to hope Detroit's just desperate. They're just so bad. And like, they've been right. rebuilding for a while. Like they're desperate for anything, for any type of something. We've heard them like, oh, like we're maybe interested in Siakam. Oh, maybe yeah. they're interested in Murray. Like, like, would they maybe be a little irresponsible and just maybe try to make a, a trade like that? I don't know. It should the bull should be looking for sure. Um, oh wow, the Raptors just waived Christian Coloco. Oh, oh wow. Well, there you go. You talked about needing to waive somebody. There, there, you there go. it is. Uh, because we was what high second round pick last year. Yeah, he was. Uh, it, yes, yes. Last year he was their high second round pick. Um, that's pretty disappointing, man, because he has been dealing with a respiratory illness oh, for the last, yeah. you know, year. Uh, and he hasn't been able to really get on the court this season at all. I know he hasn't been practicing much either. And the fact that they just waved him like that is kind of dirty to me. I don't, I don't, I don't like that's that. That's tough. Either. I remember, but, I think a couple games against the Bulls last year, he was just like, I remember him just like blocking shots and dunking all yeah, over I them. That too. Um, yeah, because you mentioned that the, the trade has officially gone through to make the trade happen. They have waived Coloco. Uh, wow, yeah, that's that's a breaking news right here on Cash Considerations. That is, I can't say I'm like I know that much about him. I just I just remember him absolutely just like packing and dunking on the Bulls a few times last year. I know yeah. he's just a big dude. So that, interesting move. You said you had mentioned they had to make a roster move there, and that's the one. So disappointing on your end it seems yeah i it just it's surprising and uh i mean i guess it seems you know it, it probably says that they're not going to be making any other type of move um yeah 
I don't know. Yeah. I guess the, I guess the trade is complete now. Yep, yes, there it I is. Just got the notification. The trade is complete. So. And there it is. Yeah, Pascal Siakam now officially an Indiana Pacer. Um, I guess for the on the, I mean, from the Bulls' angle as well, the Pacers obviously in their division. Um, I love. I mean, I like the fit there with Halliburton. The Pacers have been a really fun team this year. That's and if they keep him, um, that's going to be a tough team for the Bulls to try to get ahead of moving forward with Halliburton and Siakam. Uh, do you think? Do you think he's going to get this his the full max? In the offseason, I would be surprised. But I mean, if there is a world in which, you know, they come to an agreement, maybe I could see it. Uh, But a full max is kind of surprising to me, you know. And do you think he'll do you think he'll say I know like his agent put out to that, you know, like he's excited about this. And I think Woj should mention like he is optimistic about resigning there. But do you think he will end up staying? Pacers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, Woj even said that him and Halliburton were in contact throughout the oh, whole yeah, process. Okay. Yeah. So if that's the case, I think there is a, a presence. Or, or yeah, I mean, it seems, and they can offer the most, right? And I think they have the ability to offer them the most in free agency. Yeah. And with Halliburton, I mean, that's just a great pairing and that a team that would have some promise going forward as a possible contender in the East. Then uh, I said, not great for the Bulls. That's a really good team. Uh, I, I went to the game against the Pacers. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago, and that was Halliburton had like tw- I think twenty, like two and twenty, and no turnovers. Like he's just incredible to watch. Um, the Bulls could have drafted him in two thousand twenty uh, with the uh, number four pick. They took Patrick Williams instead. A lot of teams yeah. pass on Halliburton, uh, but it would be really nice if Tyrese Halliburton was the starting point guard for the Bulls. But he is a joy <laughs> to watch, and him and Siakam should be pretty awesome to watch together. So, so yeah, and that trade is official. Um, back to the Bulls, where we were talking about with Zach. A few more things on Zach here. A couple other teams, like I've thought of, I the Warriors. I've always thought about the Warriors as a possibility, but they might be so like down bad now. Like I don't even know if they're going to like do yeah. anything like that. Like I don't know. Like the reports out there say that they did that they don't want to trade Kaminga or Moody. So like I wonder if they let it ride out. Uh, right. And just keep the young guys and then like maybe try to make some moves with their vets around stuff. Um, so like, like I would have loved the idea. I mean, they have expiring salary with Chris Paul. Uh, they have young guys that are interesting. They have a few picks like the match there, I think could have made some sense, but they, I think they're might be just like so down bad now that I don't know if it would even matter. And then, and they, the salary just like for them taking on the Levine salary with all the right. luxury attacks. Like I just don't know if it'll happen. The other team I've thought about, was the magic could be kind of interesting. And it'd be funny since the bulls had the Vooch trade because magic, um, one of the best defensive teams in the league. Paolo has been really good. I know Franz Wagner's hurt right now, but I feel like they could use a, a little jolt from their backcourt. Like Suggs, great defensive player, but how great is he offensively? And they got all these other guards like faults, Cole, Anthony, they drafted was an Anthony black. I think like they got all these guys who are just like still pretty young, but like, how good are they? Like how, like, I feel like they could just use the shooting and the offensive jolt, but I just don't know if they're ready. If they, they, they think Zach's the guy or if they would do that again. I don't know. And they lost today to the Hawks and a, they lost by two hundred. Shate Murray buzzer beater. Uh, they've kind of fallen back to the pack, especially with Wagner out. And they're only I said they're only 22 and 19 after their hot start. So I've wondered if maybe they could be a team that could maybe look to upgrade their offense, but um, I don't know. So yeah, like the Zach thing has just been, it's been tough. There's, I do. I still do think he's ultimately going to get traded. Would you guess right now? Do you think Zach will be traded before the deadline? I would say yes. Yeah, I would. I would, I would, yeah, I would yeah, I'd be pretty surprised if he isn't. To be yeah, honest. I think it's just been like kind of going on so long where it's like if they, if they, if they kept him through, the, like it'd be fine if they did. Like I don't want them to make like it's like a god awful trade. Like suck it up, Zach. Like if you're not going anywhere, just play. Be professional. Try to build your value up for the off season or something. Like even if you don't want to be here and 
like but i still do that like it's there's just been it's gone like two like, with almost like the siakam stuff and like it's like gone so far where it's just like it seems like it needs to just happen at some point and i think i'm hoping maybe with the when the deadline actually gets closer there's the urgency to make a move happen and it'll happen whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Moving aside, aside from Zach, DeMar and Alex Caruso, the other names that like, we as Bulls fans have talked about like tomorrow's going to be a free agent. They obviously you as a Raptors guy, you know all about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a free agent. He's 35. He has declined this year for sure. His efficiency is far is way down. Um, he's still good. Like he's still a valuable player. He's still a good player. Uh, I think he's probably a valuable guy to have around the locker room with guys like with Kobe white, with these young guys with Patrick Williams, but like he has clearly taken a step back this year. Like you look at his mid range shooting efficiency. I think it's like under 40% this year. And like the last couple of years, it was like up almost like 50. Like he is clearly taking a dip. He still has his clutch moments, but um, he's taking a dip. It's going to be 35. He's up. He's up for an extension. They can sign him an extension. I think whenever they want this season. So like they still could do that. Last, the, the reporting has been out there is that, nothing's really been close and it's just kind of a, it, that the situation is just kind of fascinating because just with where the team is at with the Zach stuff going on, they've been so mediocre. Like, are you going to sink more money into tomorrow? They've already done it with Vooch. Like Vooch is still, yeah. they signed him to the three-year deal, 20 million a year. I did not love that deal because of the, all the guaranteed money. Vooch is still okay. But even you look at his numbers this year, his efficiency is way down too. And like the team is still mediocre. Like, are you, are you still going to, even you trade Zach, you're still going to kind of lock in with like, these veteran guys. I could talk myself into giving DeMar an extension of like, you maybe you match him up with Vooch for like two years, but I, I wouldn't want to give him that much. I certainly want it, wouldn't want to go like that much longer considering he is 30, whatever, 34, 35. Uh, what would, what is as a DeMar, whatever, you know all about DeMar. Like what would you do if you were the Bulls GM right now, what would you do with DeMar? Would you extend him when you look to trade him? Uh, what would you do? <clears throat> I think I, I mean, how expensive do you think an extension would be? Uh, when I've talked with whatever, some of my other Bulls guys, like, I think the thought there is that maybe like 30 million a year, which is a lot. He's making like 27 right now. Like the Bulls, yeah. 
for all the from all based on all the reporting that was out there when the Bulls first signed him, they got him in the sign and trade from the Spurs. That like like there was the rumors that oh like he's gonna sign up the Lakers or Clippers for like the MLE or like the minimum, and then the Bulls gave him three years, eighty one million or whatever it was. But like and he's yeah. and he I mean he's earned the he's earned it like the first year in Chicago he was incredible he was whatever I think all NBA second team like he was most clutch player in the league arguably and like. He was awesome. And then like last year, he wasn't quite as good, but he was still very good. This year, again, he's the decline has been more obvious this season. And it's not going to get any better as he gets older. So, like, are you going to give him, are you going to pay him more annually for the next couple of years? I probably wouldn't years? then. Yeah. I'd probably just, I'd, I mean, I don't know if they trade him. Maybe they just let him kind of walk yeah. in the summer. Maybe you get a uh, sign and trade out of it in the summer. I don't know. Yeah. Because the question is, though, yeah, like, what's the trade value? What's his trade value? Like, what are you getting for him? Like, do you want to just like dump DeMar? For like basically nothing. Like, can you get a? Like, I, I think I still think if they can get a first form or like get an interesting young guy, I think it would make some yeah. sense. Like I said, I don't think they're going to. I I don't think they're trading Demar or Caruso because based on everything that's out there, they want to try to compete as much as possible. Besides trading Levine, I think they want Zach out. I think they know that kind of has, has run its course as we've talked about. But I think they still want to keep Demar and Caruso around. Uh, so like, I don't think it's going to happen. I personally, I would I would look at trying to get something for him just because again, like. Are you going to just kind of roll? Are you, like, if they do trade Zach for whatever, you got an interesting young guy or expiring seller, like, are they just going to kind of roll into next season with basically like, the same team again? And just like right. keep going with like DeMar Vooch, Kobe White being much better helps and and has really kind of saved like any hope for this franchise. Because like when they started bad this season, Kobe was also bad and Patrick Williams was also bad. So it's like this team has nothing. They have like nothing going for it. Zach wants out, DeMar and Vooch are getting older. They have no young guys. Now at least Kobe like makes things a little more interesting and makes gives them a bit more upside. But still, like if it's just like Kobe and like and like Demar Vooch and like the same guys, and like if they don't do anything else after a Zag trade, it's like, where exactly is this team going? So like that's why I would I think a lot of fans would still like them to kind of realize, hey, like we still need to like make some changes here. But yeah, it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. So like I don't know, I don't know man. It it's it's a really bizarre situation and I don't envy what the Bulls have to do at all because it's like you have this momentum building towards a rebuild, but you also have maybe pressure from ownership saying you can't rebuild. Yeah. You you have to stay at least a little bit, you know, competitive. And so your only route to that is keeping these guys on. Yeah. It's just a weird place to be in. And I think it's a position the Raptors are in too, but luckily the Raptors have had a situation where they have scotty barnes and they right. can sort of look yeah. towards a future where hopefully scotty can kind of catapult them into a different direction maybe kobe white is it is that for yep. the chicago bulls um you kind of need more i guess yeah, you, gotta, right. you gotta wait and see but yeah that's it yeah it was like the hope was yeah you got kobe patrick williams has still kind of been like he played really well in december then he got hurt and he's been bad in january he's missed a few games like your hope was i think their hope was probably like all right like damar zach vooch will kind of Keep us competitive. Their young guys will help raise the floor a little bit, maybe raise the ceiling a little bit more. Uh, those guys, and they'll kind of pass the baton, and then they they're able to make some type of move where they so, get someone better because they uh, clearly they need a better like top guy. Like as good as Demar has been, again he's thirty four. That divide, he just can't be the top guy in like a team. And Zach and Zach can't either. Zach has a long history. Like he can't be the number one guy. He's not your one A guy. So like they still are going to need that guy. And like. As good as Kobe's been, like, I don't think he's that guy either. Like, I think he's clearly a guy you can build around, but like they're still gonna need that guy. Uh, 
but it's like, yeah, like yeah. how do they get know. that? Cooper Flag 2025. Yeah, you know? right. I like know. I've I have thought about bottoming it out, bottoming it out for that, but like even like I don't th- I don't think they'll do it. I don't think that's something that that they that ownership wants to. I don't think AK wants to do it. And if Kobe's like, I think if like Kobe didn't make this leap, you could they probably might might have been able to do it if they just kind of moved off some of their vets. Uh, but I think Kobe might be good enough now where he might be able to drag the team and with some other decent players like to a respectable enough record where you're not going to get Cooper flag. So it is like, where is it going? So like it like I think what they want to do, it clearly seems to be like, we'll trade Zach. We'll see what we can get for him. We'll resign Demar, whether it's extend him now or you bring him back. Uh, we'll kind of ride this out with like him, Vooch, Kobe, Patrick. Well, I think they'll resign Patrick Williams. I'm curious to see what he gets because again, he's he's shown some real. He's developed. He's improved. He's gotten better, but he still has games where he just kind of just floats through games and it's still just not that guy offensively that I think the Bulls were hoping he would be. Has gotten a lot better defensively. He's a really good defensive player, but still just kind of too invisible offensively sometimes. So it's like, but they'll if, if they'll try to stay competitive enough. They're fine with like the play in stuff. Or if they can maybe get in the top six and they hope that they look into some type of better player in the next few years. And once like DeMar and Vooch totally age out, then they'd turn to whatever. I don't know. I have no idea. Like Again, Kobe, Kobe getting better has really helped a lot. Just like at least bring some hope to the teams. Again, it was it was looked hopeless at the start of the season. But yeah. um, the other guy, Caruso, I mentioned. Caruso should I mean Caruso should be I, I love Caruso he's awesome we we talked about him saving the Bulls in that Raptors game there I mean multiple times a game you'll see you'll see a Caruso highlight just like how the hell did this guy do this uh the last game I think it was it was either the Cavs game or recently we're just like I think oh it might have been the Spurs game where he just like totally shut down like a play like it's just all over the place we know how impactful he is defensively and his shot the three really, three really well this year too there should be contenders batting down, battering down the Bulls' doors for Alex Caruso this season. He's making, I think, ten million dollars. He's on an MLE deal, like so valuable that there's been reports out there the Bulls want two first round picks. I don't know if they'd get that, but I think they should, they could be able to get something really good. I personally think they should absolutely be trading him, even though I love him and I think he absolutely helps the team. But like, like, yeah, if you, you can get, get assets, yeah, yeah, right. Like with where you're going, like this Bulls team just isn't going anywhere. Like their ceiling right now is probably. Yeah. Like their best case scenario right now is probably getting smoked by the Celtics in the first round. Maybe the Bucks if they somehow got into like the seventh seed. But like, like getting into the playoffs would be nice. But like again, this would be year three of whatever one playoff win against the Bucks the first year. Last year they lose in the second playing game and then whatever they make the play and get blow and they whatever they make the playoffs they get blown out again. Like the ceiling's just not there. And like Caruso, he's got one year left on his deal. Like he and he, the way he plays, just like with the injury concern, like. How just how much longer can he you like have him on this mediocre team without like you, you and you blow the chance to get assets like that? It's so like with where the Bulls are at and they were out so many assets with the Vucevic trade with also trading for Demar. Like it only makes sense to me and a lot of other people. Like yeah. cash in on Caruso. Like it'd be painful. I love watching him play for the Bulls. Like I wish he could be on the next great Bulls team. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Um, what do you th- what do you think like? What, what like again the two first round picks things? Do you think the Bulls could get two firsts for Caruso, or what yeah, do you think like a, a trade not, that makes sense? <laughs> probably not like excellent first. No, know? yeah, right. Um, but like you know maybe a Lakers unprotected twenty twenty seven plus a pick swap. You know how does that sound? I, I like I think something along the lines of that would make sense for what you could get for Caruso or. 
you know, the, the Sixers, which is my favorite Caruso team, in my opinion, you know, they just got those two picks from the Clippers. Yep. Just re, the, the Sixers would just reroute those for Caruso, uh, which is valuable, in my opinion. I yep. think that would be really, really good. I, there's like a world in which you hear maybe Miami again, because Miami makes sense for him. Again, Miami comes up in a lot of these conversations, but really any contender that could use that point of attack defense. I know some people say Milwaukee, but they just don't have enough. Right. I don't think they have enough to do it. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, who else could go out and get Alex Caruso? Any contender could use him. I would love him on Denver. Denver would be incredible for Alex Caruso. Do they have their picks? I'm not sure. Like, I don't even know what their pick situation is. They right have now, some interesting so. young guys. So you have whatever, one pick and an interesting, like if the Bulls get like two decent, like assets, whatever, pick young player, two decent. Oh yeah. You're not gonna get like a prime prime, like first round pick. Probably. I guess one in the future could it turn into a prime pick, but yeah. that, I think that's what the Bulls are, would probably be hoping for. And if they have that on the table, like they should take it again, it'd be tough, but like, and they want to compete and trading Crusoe would make the team would probably make the team worse this year, but they have some other young guards. I mean, they could play out to sumo more and like, he's not as good as Crusoe, obviously, but like give him minutes and let him kind of let, roll. He gives you some of the defense, um, bit in, more inconsistent offensively, but like, let the young whatever. Let the young guy get some more minutes. They they re-signed him this year, so if he just upped his minutes, if, if you trade Crusoe, or if you get a young guy, you play him uh, in a trade. You play him a little bit more again. I, like you'd you'd probably be worse without Crusoe. I mean, for sure, he he makes such an impact defensively. But like, is it like that meaningfully worse? Probably not. And if you can get the assets, like it just right. it just makes sense. But again, yeah. personally, I don't think they're going to do it. I think they want to keep these guys. All the reporting sign or. All the signs point to them keeping DeMar, keeping Caruso, trying to trade Zach, and then just kind of seeing how the season plays out in probably a play-in game. Uh, and then a Bulls Raptors playing game, as we as we uh, alluded to before. <laughs> um to wrap up here, tomorrow night's game. Um, it's gonna be a back-to-back for the for the Raptors. Um, I, I made a joke already, like the Raptors made 23s tonight. Like they're probably going to shoot like five of 30 from three tomorrow. I know they were just coming off like a, what was it, like five of 20, like five of 30 something or five of 29, four of 29, something like that. Like they've had a, a few games, right? They've just been like so bad from three and it's just like, what the heck? And the bulls have been like, I mean, obviously they've kind of been up and down as well. So um, what are you looking for tomorrow night's game? Are you expecting a letdown on the second of a back-to-back after this trade, after this blowout of Miami? Uh, what do you, it's game is in Toronto. The bulls have had a few days off. They'll have the rest advantage. Um, anything you're looking for from this game specifically, Jason? I have no freaking clue. <laughs> That's what I figured. Uh, I didn't expect them to come out and hit 23s against the Heat tonight, especially after the Pascal trade. Um, and it's just it's so bizarre watching this team and not knowing what you're going to get every night. So I don't know. I really don't know it's what fair. to tell you about tomorrow. Yeah. I, I also. Like, I mean, there's a world in which maybe Bruce Brown plays. I don't know if Bruce right. Brown plays. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I, I really, I'm sorry. I'm out of answers when it comes to no, this. No, no. Because, yeah. I, yeah, I don't really have anything either. Because it's like, yeah, you, the, tra- I, the trade happens today. Like, yeah, like, it goes official tonight. Like, is Bruce Brown going to be able to get to Toronto for this game tomorrow? Like, I would guess probably not. But, like, maybe he can. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, obviously, again, if he does play, like, I'm assuming – I mean, he the first game with a new team where they'd be working him in like that. Like, would he play, yeah. even play that much? Who knows? Uh, again, yeah, Raptors on a second of a back-to-back. Always tough. Uh, and the Bulls have had a few nights off. I know DeMar has been much better on with with uh, rest this season. Makes sense given his age. Like, better with a little rest and playing in Toronto. We'll see if he 
if he plays well playing back in Toronto. So like, um, who's the, I meant to look up the line for this game. I'm guessing the Raptors might have a, be a slight favorite just because it's in Toronto, but I had to say, don't even remember. Um, again, these games always turn into just like, like we talked about it, ugly, crazy shit happening with just like crazy runs. Um, Oh, it looks like the bull. Let's see. ESPN has bulls minus 1.5, but then like their analytics have the Raptors as the favorite. I mean, it does feel like a total toss up game. Right. Uh, so yeah, who knows? I honestly don't know either because it's just such a unique situation with this trade happening and being on the second of a back to back. And the Bulls have kind of again the Bulls with Zach. I think they're four and two now. But again, three of those wins were against the Spur or the Spurs and Hornets. They played the Hornets back to back. They blew a huge game against the Hornets and went to overtime. They almost lost, but they they won that game. The Spurs blew a huge lead. They had to come back late. They barely won that game. They barely beat the Rockets in overtime. Uh, they right. probably should have lost that game after blowing another huge lead. So, like, while they're four and two with Zach, like they haven't been that good. Again, they got blown out by the Cavs, and they what was the other game? I think they got blown out by somebody else too. I can't even remember what their schedule is. Oh, there's the Warriors game. That's the Ring of Honor debacle. So, like, right. the Bulls have been like fine with Zach back in the lineup. Probably fine at best. Not the disaster they were in the season, but they haven't been that great. Don't really have any impressive wins yet. So, like, going on the road to Toronto after this trade, after the Raptors win this big game tonight, emotional game for the Siakam trade. Yeah, like, it just feels like a total toss-up. So, who the hell knows? But national TV, Bulls, Raptors, we'll see if they at least maybe don't make us want to claw our eyes out because we have definitely seen some games like that between these two teams that just turn into total rock fights. So, yeah. Um yeah, I think that's a bit about we touched on a lot here, touched on about everything. So I think we'll wrap it up here. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, please let uh, our listeners just uh, where they could find you on social. If you want to plug into your work, anything else you want to bring up? Yeah, uh, I do some writing for Forbes. You can tap into that uh, rap Raptors stuff and things. Um, you'll see me on Twitter doing stuff, uh, Raptors stuff and things as well. Uh, I'm kind of currently in transition to another job, hopefully. So you'll have to just wait and see what else I got cooking. Uh, I saw you wrote about the trade today. So go go yes. check out his article about the yeah, Siakam yeah. trade at yes. Forbes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, all right, man. Yeah, appreciate uh, you, man. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you, you so much on. for joining. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me. That's Esvandiar Bahraini joining me today from Forbes, running Raptors, doing Raptors coverage. Loved, always love talking to him. Uh, we're in a we're in a group DM together. We have a lot of always a lot of fun in that bas- in that NBA Twitter group DM. Uh, talking hoops so um, thank you so much again for joining me again we have Bulls at Raptors tomorrow night at 6.30pm that is local Chicago time on TNT tomorrow so we got a national I think this is one of the Bulls few national TV games Uh, it's one of the Raptors only I think it's the Raptors only national televised game wow yes all right then yeah the Bulls were on they were on ABC was a couple weeks ago against the Knicks I think they might have like maybe one or two other ones but yeah this is one this is one of the few Um, so again we'll see how this game plays out hopefully they will not put on too awful of a showing for the national audience uh but the way the bull at least the way the bulls raptors games have gone maybe it'll at least be some crazy exciting finish at the very least even if the whole game is ugly so um thank you again for joining me man that's gonna do it for us here on this episode of cash considerations a chicago bulls podcast as always shout out to the blue wire network Tons of other great pods all across the network. If you like what we're doing here, please go check those out as well. For us here at Cash, please rate and review us. Give us those five-star ratings. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all those good places. You can follow me on Twitter, 
or X or the place formerly known as Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call it. I'm at Bulls underscore J. Uh, my guy Ricky, I know he's not here today, but again, you can follow him at SB underscore Ricky. Go check out his stuff at SBNation.com. Again, he wrote about the whole Ring of Honor Bulls debacle. If you want to see Ricky spit some hot fire about Jerry Reinsdorf and the Bulls being an embarrassment of an organization, you can go read Ricky at his column at SBNation.com. And please also go check out ClutchPoints.com as well. So that's going to do it for us here in this episode of Cash Considerations. Ish Cowboys Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.